The Athlete One Podcast is powered by the Netting Professionals. Are you looking to upgrade your baseball, softball, football, soccer, lacrosse, or golf course facilities? The Netting Professionals specialize in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom netting for baseball and softball, including backstops, batting cages, BP turtles, BP screens, ball carts, dugout benches, and dugout cubbies. Netting Professionals continue to provide quality products and services to many recreational high school, college, and professional fields and facilities throughout the country. Contact them today at 844-620-2707. That's 844-620-2707. Or reach them at info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com. Or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for their latest products and projects. The Netting Professionals, improving programs one facility at a time. The Athlete One Podcast is coming up on their one-year anniversary, and I'd like to thank all listeners who have subscribed and joined the Athlete One Podcast family. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show and leave a review. Also, get a chance share it with your friends and let them know to check out the Athlete One podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Athlete One Podcast. If the player who snaps the balls on punts and field goals name is not being brought up during a college football game, he has done his job. Perfection is the expectation, and going unnoticed is fine with my next guest. Today, I sit down with Kaysen Pfeiffer, the starting long snapper for the college football playoff-bound Cincinnati Bearcats. Kaysen takes us inside the UC program, and it's easy to understand why the players love playing for head coach Luke Fickle. With nothing to lose, everything is earned, and a chance to win a national championship. Kaysen Pfeiffer, next on the Athlete One Podcast. Welcome to the Athlete One Podcast. Veteran high school baseball coach Ken Carpenter takes you into life's classroom as experienced through sports. Go behind the scenes with athletes and coaches as they share great stories, life lessons, and ways to impact others. Hello and welcome to the Athlete One Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Carpenter, and joining me today is the starting long snapper for the University of Cincinnati Bearcats football team, Kaysen Pfeiffer, and we're going to talk a little bit today about him preparing for their upcoming college football playoff game against the number one team in the country, Alabama Crimson Tide. Kaysen, thanks for being on the, the podcast. Carp, I appreciate you having me, man. The University of Cincinnati is ranked number four, and you're playing the number one Crimson Tide out of Alabama. Do you think that when you first signed on that letter saying you're going to go play at the University of Cincinnati and play for Coach Fickle, did you think that you'd be playing in the college football playoff as a non-Power 5 team? Man, I tell you what, I actually just had uh, my punter that just came in from Australia ask me that same question. He said, if you think you'd end up playing Alabama, and I said, I mean – you know, before I came here, I knew it was a great school, and Fickle was 
turning the program around and we were on the rise, but um, the goal is to play for championships and conference championships. And we knew there was a hope, but um, no, it's pretty crazy, but awesome opportunity. If you could tell us, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your background and what drew you to being a long snapper. So, yeah, it kind of started out at, at middle school and, um, you know, they kind of just needed a guy. I was a guy that played all over linebacker, tight end, and a lot of different special teams running down on kickoff, whatever. I just did it starting in seventh grade, snapping for fun, kind of, and uh, did it throughout high school career too. And then um, there's some kickers from our high school, the Crosa brothers and stuff, so re- reached out to me, said to go to these camps. They ran all these long snapping, punter, uh, kicking camps out in Vegas and stuff. And I went out there and tried to give it a go because I was decent just naturally, but I didn't really think much of it. And uh thought it was crazy to me. I'm like, man, kids just literally long snap in high school or do this every day. And um, kind of really after going into my junior year is when I really focused on snapping. And I said, man, I, I think I want to be a Division one athlete, and this could be my best opportunity. So I really started focusing on the craft and getting connected with different guys and um, focusing on my form. And then going into senior year, I that summer, I went to a lot of college um, specialist camps and showed him my craft, and then that's how it happened, yeah, kind of. Well, you're a graduate of Dublin Saturday High School, and when you look back on your playing days, talk about the football coaches and how they had a positive impact impact on you as a as a player and, more imper- importantly, as a person. And the Dublin Saturday coaches were awesome. Um, I knew when I sat down with Coach Johnson and kind of told him that and I was getting interest by maybe some linebacker options, but smaller schools. And that wasn't really my route I wanted to chase. And I told him I wanted to snap. And um, he, he was on top of it. Any big school that came in, he tried to put my name out there and help me out. But um, in high school, I moved to D-line my senior year and got the opportunity to play under Coach Witt. And man, he's uh, one of the best. There ain't no doubt. I, I definitely think that he makes you earn everything. And um, focused on the little details and all the practices we did. So um, Coach Tima, you know, playing tight end for him. And I love lifting with Coach Jones. And Coach Plays being the defensive coordinator. Man, all those guys, I still try to text and reach out. They're awesome. So it was a great experience. And happy they put me in the position I am today because they, they gave me an opportunity to be a leader there as well and a captain and um, vocal skills that I can use here at Cincinnati with the specialist unit. So. Now moving on to the college level, you you got Luke Fickle as your head coach. Uh, tell me a little bit about his coaching style and how he relates to the players, and probably more importantly, I guess how how much it meant for him to turn down all the coaching offers that he was that was out there, and you know he didn't jump ship and leave like Brian Kelly or Lincoln Riley did to their their schools. I tell you what, um, Coach Fickle is incredible. He's very personable to all teammates, and um, you know he's he's on the straight and narrow. He always talks about trying to you know lock in and not focus on the outside stuff. I mean, every obviously with Cincinnati being on the rise, we're, we're the big talk, and um, he just tries to focus on that. And he's super honest with us. I mean, people are going to reach out to him and you know want him to be the guy and stuff, but. He, he um, really loves that he's turned this program around and loves all the guys, and um, he's super focused on that. And I truly think he, there's no place he'd rather be 
and we got with COVID year coming back, we had so many seniors come back and stuff. So he's committed to, you know, dominating this season with 30 plus seniors and all that. But um, he just takes a different approach on things and tough and nasty. And he loves that we get to earn everything here. And that's the kind of guy he is. So. Well, you, you play a position that rarely gets talked about. And, you know, that was one of the reasons I, I wanted to get you on the podcast was, you know, the only way you're probably going to get talked about in a game is that one, if you make a tackle running down on the punt, or if you make a mistake. No doubt. And, um, and I just looked up some numbers. Your first year as a starter, you snapped on 50 PATs, 40 punts, and 10 field goal attempts. You were involved in basically 100 plays for the season, and where you're expected to be perfect, you, you can't really make a mistake. Explain your practice habits and how you stay mentally locked in during the game when, when you're out there with uh, with your special teams guys. No doubt. Well, that's the kind of the funny thing. That's what they say. If you're um, not being talked about as a long snapper, you're probably doing a pretty good job unless you're making a play, which I'm trying to do down there too. But that's the fun part, obviously. But uh, just kind of prepare mentally and stuff. I mean, confidence is key. I've, I've done it on repetitions. I kind of have a routine going into it with my stretching routine. I've worked with all kinds of guys to get, get loose. And then, um, you know, just working on my follow through and all the release point. But once I get, I mean, I practice it every day. Once you get out there, I mean, I got, we got a lot of young specialists that I'm working with a new punter and stuff. And, you know, I just tell them it's, it's football. Let's, let's get after it. Um, you know what to do. So we, we usually focus on the scheme and just mentally I'm just, do what I do. So, I mean, it's not really, I try not to overstress it and stuff one rep at a time, but yeah, that's a little thing. I mean, snapping, I'm literally going out there on fourth down for either a PAT after we score, maybe a field goal or a punt. I have to run down and punt. we have different schemes, but it's all, all pretty much the same stuff. And it's kind of just, yeah, one rep at a time. Just, I mean, and that's all it is, the process. Now is your bond pretty tight with uh, the punter and the, the holders and the kickers. Yeah, super tight, no doubt. Um, used to room with our current holder and then the kicker, and then um, yeah, I'm good buddies with all these guys. So, well, let me ask you this: you know, you're in a, a tight game. Do the uh, opposing linemen, defensive linemen, do they talk trash, try to get in your head a little bit when you're trying to snap the ball? Yeah, I tell you what, I talked a lot of smack back in the day at Sayuda, but um, those days are probably over for me. I'll smoke and joke with a little bit of people, but I probably can't hang with them. They're a lot bigger than me. But uh, <laughs> now there's some D linemen that'll be giving stuff to the other alignment guys and stuff, but I just deep breath and I'm snapping the football. But uh, yeah, it gets a little rowdy, no doubt. The refs have to break it up, but it's funny. <laughs> well, how special was it for you guys to? Uh, take that trip to South Bend this year and take down Notre Dame. That was awesome. Great experience. Um, very cool atmosphere. Um, some guys on our team probably talk, or you've seen talk about how, I mean, the atmosphere was pretty much a Cincinnati atmosphere. It felt like we had like a, not a huge section up in the corner in one of the end zones, but they had the Cincinnati chant going all around and, Obviously, we got some old coaches from Cincinnati that are there, and our D coordinator was there, just got named head coach, which is awesome for him. But um, we were all ready to roll, and that was um, a fun atmosphere to play in, and we came out and 
prepared and dominated. After that win, does that did your did the team's confidence level take another step up and be like, all right, did, this is a real possibility that we got a chance to to uh, go undefeated and even make the college playoff? Yeah, no doubt. I'd say in the off season, um, we kind of had those two um, Indiana and and Notre Dame were kind of on our heads in our mind but we don't want to look ahead ever but um we know that if we could win all these games we'd have an opportunity like no other so every year during march madness you know you see the upsets in basketball where the the smaller school takes down the 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 big time team what do you say to the critics that uc didn't play a schedule worthy of being in the college football playoff Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, that's what you hear a lot from the outside. Well, you know, non-power five team and um, playing all these teams. But the thing about Coach Vick, he said, I mean, some of the teams we play might not have the best record, but everyone's going to give you their best shot week in, one week out. They want to beat you. They want to be the best. They don't want. I mean, we're the conference champs back to back. So it's going to be tough games, and I mean, one is win when you look at it. Nothing. It's never going to be pretty. And um, Vickle talks about how. People like getting points at the end, style points. We, we don't worry about that. It's just a – this is his motto, tough and nasty program. Um, just earn everything type of – and, you know, just – he always talks about worry about us, be us. You know, don't worry about the outside, and everything will take care of itself. Yes, that's that's a great approach to have when you're when you're in the situation you guys are in. Now, you, you mentioned earlier you got 30 seniors be- – returning basically for this team how I would imagine that's got to be a pretty big uh advantage for you guys going into the the season knowing that you got a lot of returning starters yeah 30 so 30 some seniors that are done after this year came back for the COVID year but um that's huge for us this season no doubt it's crazy they uh a lot of big time dudes that are gonna have a chance at the next level so they've done a great job. Well, you talked about Coach Fickle saying, you know, block out the outside noise and just taking care of business. But, you know, when it comes to playing Alabama, here's here's my take on it. I think you guys will not only be competitive, but I think you guys have a real good chance to beat Alabama. And, you know, some view it as the David-Goliath game. But this is why I think you guys have a chance. The combined record of Alabama opponents this season was 60 and 58, just barely over 500. They were beat by an 8 and 4 Texas AM team. They uh, were played tough in, against Auburn, and they, they won the game in overtime, a game that they could have very easily lost. And, they, and Auburn was missing their starting quarterback. They escaped against a six and six LSU team, twenty to fourteen. They held on to beat Arkansas, forty two to thirty five, and barely outlasted a bad Florida team this year, thirty one to twenty nine. Like you said, you return a lot of starters, and both on both sides of the ball, you know a QB that's going to be playing in the NFL next year, Desmond Ritter. You got the. Uh, I believe the Thorpe Award winner playing in the defensive backfield mm-hmm. and the experience alone of playing against Georgia last year in the bowl game, a game which could have easily went your way. Make a case for why you think the Bears 
the Bearcats shouldn't be overlooked in this game against Alabama. Uh, I just think we, we've always been uh, kind of the odd man out and play with the chip on our shoulder. No one thinks we can win. And this year it's kind of flipped, Fickle said, because we've gotten a lot of a lot of hope and high rise and um, people have been hyping us up. But, you know, going into this game, it's we got nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we just got to – we're preparing. We're going into phases in these practices, and Fickle's not trying to overdo it with us. I mean, we know what to do, but um, it's about just defensive, offensive schemes and um, attacking it better than they are and doing the little detailed work to get it done. But I, I definitely think we can compete and get a win over them. I think it'll be um, a tough game on both sides. I want to switch gears a little bit. Are you, you're, You've been in college for a couple of years now. What advice would you give – a high school player who signs to play college football. Because when you make that jump from high school to college, I'm sure it's a huge change in the level of competition, the speed, everything. What advice would you have for a, a high school player that's wanting to play at the college level? I would just say come in open-minded and, uh, you know, want to be coached, coachable. I mean, a lot of, you know, buy into the old guys, the, the seniors that are going to be there and stuff. they they know how it works, and they're the ones that build up the program. So, you know, learn from them and just work your tail off and want to know more, be knowledgeable, soak it all up, and then, uh, you know, have fun with it. Seriously, it, it flies. It's crazy. I felt like I was just playing high school ball, like you were saying, and now I'm a third year here at Cincinnati. But um, nothing's guaranteed. So, you, you know, you got to play it like it's your last. Your thoughts on the transfer portal and – I like today. I, I read where Lane Kiffin said it's basically free agency for college athletes. Yep. What for you as a player? Okay, how how do you view the transfer portal? Man, the transfer portal is uh, crazy, and it can be a good opportunity. I know it's it's tough, though. I I, I've, I don't know a lot about it, but I know people say it's tougher to get an opportunity as quick as you think, even if you're a big time player. Um, Recently, we just got a transfer kicker coming in. One of my buddies that I went to camps with out in Florida, he's got two years left from uh, Delaware FCS school. So he's coming. I got uh, So we got him coming, and that's huge for our kicking game here in the future. But um, transfer portal can be good, seriously, but for, for us, an advantage to get other good players. But um, you hate to see people leave. But if it's not working out for you and you think you can get a better opportunity somewhere else, coaches understand. And, it's definitely cool, and I know they, they made it so you don't have to sit out any time. You can get one freebie kind of right and play right away. That's pretty neat. Well, how about the name, image, and likeness, the NIL? Can you believe what some of the college players are, are getting, and do you think it can potentially have an impact on recruiting? Man, I you, you see it everywhere. All these big-time dudes are – getting crazy deals and that's awesome for whether it's branding or money or gear and uh i mean i've seen players that are going to schools because they're getting this crazy million dollar nil deal and stuff but uh you know being a walk-on long snapper here from and then winning the job and stuff i'm not getting all these crazy deals but i definitely see it around and nil is awesome opportunity for connections with people and uh to build your brand so it's awesome well, that's that's a great attitude to have, and you know, like you said, you're not in a uh, a 
prime position like some of these quarterbacks that are just making crazy money and getting cars and different things like that. But, uh, you know, I, I like how your, your attitude is that, you know, if, if they can get it, get it, you know, so that's, there's nothing wrong with that. To finish up here, talk about what it means to be the first power five, non-power five school to make the college football playoff. And I'd also like for you to just touch on how important your teammates are to you. you. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we're pumped up as it gets. We knew what we had at stake this season. And um, I knew if we took care of business in the conference championship and and beat Houston, I, I didn't think there was any more team deserving than us. Whether you say we're a power five team or not, we won all the games and we took care of business and we competed with the, the two big games we had as well. So, I mean, uh, I think our team's incredible. We got locker room guys that um, just everyone bonds together and need, there's there's no issues with anyone and uh, tight knit group. And Fickle's got this, got us all riled up and ready to go. I mean, just uh, locking out the outside noise, controlling what we can control and just, just play football. We know how to play. It talks about just putting the football down in the middle road, we'll, we'll get after it. So uh, tough and nasty. And I, I truly think that our strength conditioning programs, uh, they just train us harder than no other. And we, we earn it and know how to, you know, sacrifice and get through adversity and just, there's going to be ups and downs in anything in life or in games. And you just got to push through. I mean, if you get back up and keep getting after it, that's huge. And that's key. We don't have people that are quitting on us and all of this. So, um, just dominating mindset and get after it. That's pretty much it. Is, is, is there something out there that, you know, like if you could take us behind the scenes with the, you know, the Cincinnati football team, is there some story out there or something you guys do that the average fan out there doesn't really know about? And it's like, you guys look at it and you're like, wow, this is pretty cool that we're doing it. Well, uh, I don't know. I'd say, I mean, everyone does workout crazy workouts and lifts all of this and stuff. Um, and the coolest, I think, the coolest thing for for us is the atmosphere when the fans come in our Nippert Stadium. It's all down below, and they're doing the UC chant, the and that's pretty crazy, and get it all riled up. But um, you know, outside scenes that they don't see, it's just um, gritty work and detailed, and you know, always wanting to get better. Like I said, we get play with the chip on your shoulder earn everything nothing's given so that's pretty much it it's now a crazy secret to why we do good just the coaches put us in a great position oh case and i can't thank you enough and you know i i'm really rooting for you because you know i i've known you probably i think since maybe middle school you know yeah. we kind of goes way back you know and uh i still remember our our talks during study hall no up in the library and different things like that. So, you know, I, I'm really rooting for you. And, you know, I, I think you guys got a chance to, to really do something special as a team. And, you know, I can't say enough good things about you as a person. So I, I wish you the best of luck in the, the college football playoff. And more importantly, you know, the rest of your time there in Cincinnati and then and beyond. Right, you're awesome, man. I appreciate you really having me on. I love talking to you and getting to reconnect. I was just getting ready to say about that study hall. That's funny. And 
us talking about baseball and what really whatever. But I hope you're doing well, and uh, thanks for having me on. All right, great. Well, Kaysen and the UC Bearcats going against the Alabama Crimson Tide in two weeks. Stay tuned. It should be a fun one. Take care, Case. Thank you. The Athlete One Podcast is powered by the Netting Professionals, improving programs one facility at a time. The Netting Professionals specialize in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom netting for baseball and softball, including backstops, batting cages, BP turtles, BP screens, ball carts, and more. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, and dugout cubbies. The Netting Professionals also work with football, soccer, and lacrosse and golf courses. Netting Professionals continues to provide quality products and services to many recreational high school, college, and professional fields and facilities throughout the country. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for their latest products and projects. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and rate the show and leave a review. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Athlete One Podcast. Thanks for joining.